And welcome back, everybody. This is Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your co-host, Lexi LeBooth. And I am your host, Stephen LeBooth. We get some more more spooky stories for you. You know, and I keep forgetting it's Christmas time. <laughs> so the rest of my stories I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try to get some scary Christmas stuff. Yeah. And I think for the Christmas special we should do the... Krampus? Yes. Yeah, so there you go. And this is a good old, uh, episode <laughs> 32. Get, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot how to so word that. This is good old episode yeah, 32 yeah. of uh, Ghost Stories Tell from the South. It is the second week of December. Um, I hope wherever you are, you're getting really good nice cold weather. Uh, we probably won't be when no, this is out. No, not in Texas. We get maybe 60 degree weather and it's <laughs> somehow still Every hot. now and then, like once every 10 years, we'll have these big old blizzards and then they shut the town down for like a two day. weeks. Yeah, but it only sometimes lasts a like, week. But it lasts, yeah, it doesn't really last that long. Yeah, sometimes I'm just exaggerating. Some, it's a, it's a very rare when it lasts a week. If it's a weak one, then it's a big blizzard. That yeah, but in. normally it only lasts like a yeah, day. Yeah, normally it'd come in and shut us down for maybe two days. Yeah. So, yeah, it's and like, everybody panics, too, when they first hear that there's bad weather down here in Texas. It's like, go get all the bread and the milk and the water right now. Save the babies. Yeah, so. It's bad, but it turns out there's, like, ice on the road. That's it. Oh, yeah, they'll shut everything down. They're like, uh-uh, there's ice. Look, there's ice right there. There's a piece of ice. We ain't going nowhere today. It's like a <coughs> lockdown. <coughs> all right. So, as you know, we'll do more announcements at the very end of this episode, but... Let's go ahead and get started. Okay, and Let's get how many stories do you have for this one? I've got like one, two, three. I got like five, six. Dang. Okay. Okay. Um, but they're kind of shorties. It's fine. I'm gonna start, and then I'm gonna let Dad go. So. I got about five, but they're sh- kind of shorties. It's okay. Okay, so I'm gonna go first. This is the Zombie Road in Wildwood, Missouri. Okay, so this is one of Missouri's most haunted places. And there's like three different names for this place, so it's known as Zombie Road. It's also known as Lawyer Ford Ford Ford, Ford Road. Um, it's also known as Al Foster Trail, and also known as Rock Hollow Trail. So <laughs> it has a lot of names, and I really don't know why, but it's mainly known as Zombie Road. Um, Zombie Road. It's about two to three miles long, and it's like a little valley. Of like this forest. Oakland, yeah, this is that hills. one I was talking about. Yeah, see. Yeah. Look at that! You see the kids in the background? Oh, that's some creepy shit, man. Yeah, I, it is I, really I, creepy. I'm sorry, guys. I'd lose my sight. Just oh god. Yeah, I don't know what I would do in that moment. Oh man, it's so creepy because you just see their shadows. Yeah. So okay, so they're closed to access at night. So basically. They open about an hour before sun, sunrise and close an hour after sunset. Um, and it actually is the site of the largest Native American burial uh, ma- uh, ma- mount in the country. Hmm. So it's a lot of spooky stuff goes on Native there, Americans. I bet you. Um, and it has been referred to the zombie <coughs> road since the 1950s. Um, People say that they see, like, American Indians, Native Americans, Confederate rebels or soldiers, um, packs of ghost children, walking men killed in the industrial accidents that I guess that happened, shadow figures, and non-human entities have been reported. 
Mm. Yeah. So during the Civil War, um, that this was the main road that was from Western St. Louis County to Jefferson County. And then in the 1950s, it became a popular hangout area for young people. <coughs> young lovers would sneak out here at night, but they would disappear without a trace, and they'd never be seen again. Um, a man got killed in the 1970s by a train on this stretch of road, um, and a boy fell from a bluff into the river, and he drowned. Um, and people, can, people say they feel Native Americans' presence here. So, I'm guessing that the entire, like, it's just, like, haunted by Native Americans because of, like, the land history and everything. So. How do they know it's the Native Americans? Oh, there's the burial ground mount thing. Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot about that. But and, too, I was being a little smarter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's really about it. Mine's a little shorty, too, but I have, like, one or two long ones, so it's fine. All right, Danny, you go ahead. All right, we're going to do two more stories on Deadwood on the city, and then we're done with that. A continuation of last week's episode. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know there were so many stories on Deadwood, and they just didn't want to make one episode just on, ep you know, Deadwood, Deadwood. So here we go. I'm going to start out with the uh, Farmont uh, Hotel. It's a pretty little place. Mm. Uh, okay, in August 28, 1907... Uh, magic, magic boardwater on the uh, uh, magic boardwater was one of the upstairs girls, I guess, which means a prostitute. Yeah. And uh, she uh, jumped from her death from the third third story window, and no one never knew why. Then there was never a note or anything. I was about to ask why. <laughs> but a lot of times back then, though, you got to remember. Girls when they got pregnant, it was a real bad bad sin, and you were looked down worse on being a single mom than being a prostitute. Yeah. So that if you got knocked up or something, then people and I don't think abortions were real big back then. I don't think a lot of people knew. I don't know if they was invented yet back then. <clears throat> sort of fixed the problem that either just uh, nine times out of ten just killed herself. That's terrible. Yeah. But uh, she jumped to her death. Then in 1907, Vinegar Ravoni went into a jealous rage and shot his girlfriend and her client. And then he was, then while he was putting the gun back in his pants, he accidentally shot himself and wounded himself pretty bad. But while he was running and running, trying to get away from the scene, he collapsed and died. Once again, guys, and I'm not trying to be mean, you can't help who you fall in love with sometimes. But if you're going to fall in love with somebody who is a prostitute, I mean, come on, man. You can't get mad at their profession. You knew what they was yeah. doing when you met them, and then you're like, I don't like what you're doing. That's my job. <laughs> well, you knew that when we got together. Yeah, I don't understand that I don't that get part. that. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, he collapsed and died. There are people that uh, have stayed in the room and that have woke up. Here's another one that woke up to a woman at the foot of the bed, and they think it's uh, her, that woman that got killed by her husband. Why is it with all these ghosts that <clears throat> get into the bed and just, like, watching us sleep? I know. That's kind of creepy. I don't know what would be creepier, if they messed with me and I seen them there or, or if, if they didn't say nothing and I woke up to them watching me. 
Because I've had my daughter do that. Stephanie, she was bad about that. She'd you'd wake up and she'd be bam right there in your face. Like you turn over and she's just like, hi. <laughs> You're like, ah. It's creepy. Yeah. Okay, they woke up to seeing her at the foot of their bed. And some people feed, I mean, feel something uh, rush by them while they're going up the stairs like something in a relay. You know, like it feels when someone rushes by you. Yeah, you get the cold ru- uh, burst yeah. and everything. Well, then I didn't know this either. I didn't even know they did stuff like this, but this sounds like it'd be fun to go to. In 2018, the hotel was in the world's largest, uh, was in the Guinness Book of World's Records for the world's largest ghost hunt. That'd be cool. <coughs> yeah. I wonder what the world's largest ghost hunt, like how many people or groups or whatever. I don't know, but that would be awesome to go to. And be a part of that. Yeah. And see how long you can last. Well, then the other uh, place I've got to talk about is the old cemetery in town. And in this cemetery, it's been the cemetery since the birth of the town. The cemetery has a mass grave from uh, a lot of the fires that happened there. That's where they'd bury the mass graves, you know, because no one could identify them back then like they can really a body now if you try. Yeah. Like from dental records or stuff like that. They didn't have that kind of technology back then. So when there was a bad fire, if your face really wasn't recognizable, you just kind of got tossed in its big old, oh, well, like I said, the town had two or three big fires that almost wiped the town out, but it still survived. Well, uh, there's that, and then there's a... Oh, yeah, there's uh, yeah, there's some famous people buried here too: uh, Calamity Jane, uh, James Butler Hickok, Wild Bill Hickok was buried here, and then the uh, sheriff Bullock, the one who built the Bullock Hotel, he's buried here too. <clears throat> A lot of uh, well-known people buried there, and then people say when they're visiting, they can hear things, and then you can feel a presence walking or walk or just with you the whole time and then of course you hear things and feel things you know <laughs> but you got to figure man that whole town has probably got so much um so much juju yeah so much juju in it because it's <clears throat> it was basically one of the last uh wild west towns but mm-hmm. you know back in the day i mean that was in the late 1800s when that town was booming real big it was before the turn of the century, so they that was it was like the last boom in town, and with the gold rush there, that's what really brought everybody there. Yeah, you know, and all the souls that came there that lost their lives trying to make it rich off the gold rush and shit. Yeah, they're still there. All right, well, um, it's my turn now, folks. So I am going to do the um Bella, Bellamy Bridge. Say that three times fast. Bellamy, Bellamy. I think bridge. This is in Jackson County, uh, Florida. So basically, this is a bridge. It's a steel frame bridge. Um, in 1851, a wooden bridge was um, constructed. Constructed, but um, like nature had ruined that bridge over time, and another one was placed in 1872. And then two years later, a huge flood happened because the bridge was over a river, like a short river or a creek. And the, the creek got flooded during a huge flood. And it swept the bridge oh. away. So then, in 1874, a third bridge was put into place. Well, at one point, um, 
they came up with the idea to use steel. Oh yeah, steel steel's frame. better. And they yeah. were one of like the first bridges, and it still stands with the original steel in it. See, cause steel's better, man. So that's really cool. Um, but the because it has the steel frame, but the planks are all gone out of it. Yeah, that part was wood, but um, it still pretty much stands. The the frame does. So some of the stuff about. Like the uh, the legend about this place, the legend and the story, the true story, is co- mostly similar. There's just some like stuff that's a little bit different. So listen to like the characters and stuff like that. Okay, so this girl, her name is Elizabeth. She's an 18 year old girl. Legend is that she married her true love, Doctor Samuel Balmy, and they got married in the rose gardens on the grounds of. Um, this uh the gar- the grounds of the uh garden that he had built for her in the mansion so it was yeah he had built this mansion for her well now i guess the mansion's not there because now it's the bridge so oh, it went from being they a moved the to mansion bridge. to make the bridge yeah well um after the ceremony she went to her room and i guess she was in a change or something and she knocked over a candelabra and it caught her dress on fire. Mm. And so, therefore, she caught on fire, and she ran downstairs to, like, get help. And everyone tried to help, like, save her, and but she died two days later. Wow. Yeah. So, her last <coughs> words apparently were, I will love you, you always, I will love you always and forever. I will ever, I will never leave you. Um, those are towards her husband and then apparently the husband committed suicide 15 years later dang well see that's the legend okay so this is the the truth to it so elizabeth died in florida not at the wedding the wedding was in north carolina not florida so they had the wedding and then she died a couple years later so she got married at 15 and then she gave birth two days later to a son um, and then she got mal- malaria at fifteen, at eighteen, and she died in May of eighteen thirty-seven. And then his husband, I mean her husband, uh, slit his throat with a razor fifteen years later. Oh my God! Yeah. Um, well. Then I didn't know this. They did this, but like she, so he left the note saying that he wanted to be buried with his wife or his bride, but since he committed suicide, he was placed in an, un- an unmarked grave in a Chattahoochee. Oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't know they did that. Hmm. Well, I guess back in the day, well, that's what, too. I mean, I've always, even still today, I've always, suicides looked as a, just. A huge, like, frowned yeah, upon Yeah, a huge thing. frowned upon thing. Yeah. Um, and so, Elizabeth, uh, she's been, like, there's been sightings of her that go far back as 1890. And she's also called Lady of Bellamy Bridge. Um. And also, there's, like, some back history and back stories about this man that murdered his wife and then committed suicide on this bridge. Um, and then a moonshiner got murdered there, apparently. Oh, my God. So, like, I mean, it has some history <laughs> and uh, some a little bit of backbone to it. So there's some stuff about it. But, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Especially, wow. like, I never find that much, like, ghost stuff. Yeah. So I was like, dang. You reloaded on that one, huh? Yeah. Okay, what are you going to be doing next, Daddy-O? I'm going to be talking about Tangus, South Dakota. 
<clears throat> Tangus, South Dakota was founded in 1900, 40 miles west of uh, Minot, South Dakota, a railroad settlement town. It was Wallace, but they, but they changed it not to be confused with a uh, town in Idaho named the same thing. The town reached its peak in the 1940s. It went up to 140 people. By 1976, 14 people lived there. And the town was pretty much dead after that. There was no business in the town after that. It just kind of really dwindled. And legend says that the old Lutheran church that burned down, excuse me, in the uh, 2000s, was where uh, satanic worshiping took place and rituals. Okay. They Well, they call it like another little hell town. They call it the portal to hell. Oh, wow. And it's a little old town. I mean, look, it's just a little old. It was never a real big town. It was just one of them railroad towns, you know. And when the railroad shut down, it kind of killed them because that was kind of like their business, you know. And then once they shut down, it was nothing. Yeah. And then there have been reports of uh, hellhounds, glowing tombstones, and screams of of, of screams of the damned. Um. Okay. Yeah, they That's say that's a uh, place is pretty pretty cursed, and they don't know. Well, they kind of have a reason why they think after the town kind of went to crap and people left that people was doing satanic stuff in that church. Probably people nowadays are. Yeah. yeah sort of back then, though, by that stuff, it's like crazy. Oh, yeah. So, that's creepy. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'm next. This one is a little bit long. It's a front and back and a next page one. So. Wow. It's a two for two for 40. This is um, about sort of it's it's about like a ghost thing, a ghost person ish, and a hotel. I was trying to combine that into like one thing, but I couldn't figure out. You a word, couldn't like, do it, in. that could you might. No. Okay, so this place is uh, the Dakota Hotel or Inn or whatever in Manhattan, New York. That is where Ooh. Manhattan is, right? Yeah. Okay. I didn't look that up. I had it just went on a whim. Mm, good job. So, okay. Um, this place is known for the darkness that is around it. Um, it was built between the eight, 1880s and 1884. Um, it started off as an empty area. Literally, like, it was the only thing on the island. And apparently, I guess they called that area the Upper West Side. Slide, or I guess, I don't know. It's the west side. Yeah, I didn't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, so, this was the last place of John, like the last place of home for John Lennon. I didn't know that. Um, and That's he, crazy, man. Yeah, his ghost apparently resides there and stuff, and he's even experienced stuff before he died. Oh, my gosh. So... Um, the reports, there's reports of John Lennon being there and stuff after his death in uh, the 1980s. And then there's a man who used to live, um, or a man that used to live, uh, saw, at least like live in the house that was John Lennon's. Yeah. Um, saw his ghost at the piano and then, uh, uh, John Lennon's ghost turned to the man and said, don't be afraid. I am still with you. And then, like, vanished. That's nuts. Um, 
And then, like I said, John Lennon had his own personal experiences. One ghost that he saw all the time was the crying lady. And apparently that's the ghost of Elise Vesley. She managed the Dakota in the 1930s, the 40s, and the 50s. Um, she believed that she had psychic psychedelic i think that's how you say that powers oh yeah um <clears throat> so she suffered a great loss and a great tragedy her son was um killed uh ran over by a truck outside the hotel and like he died like right then so she was never the same instead of being like that uh, she was already nice apparently but like she was uncomfortably nice yeah, Listen, yeah. like she just like it was really weird and it weirded everybody out so she became super super nice and she was extra 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 protective of the children who lived there and everything else um they say that she's trying to help the young girl ghost which we'll get to her in a second um she's just helping the young girl ghost <laughs> yeah the young girl she was first seen by the painters of the house um We'll get to that in a minute. Um, they say that she wears a yellow uh, fedetta dress, um, and it nearly matches her blonde hair, white stockings, and black leather shoes, and they have silver buckling, so that's what she looks like. Um, she bounces a red ball down the halls, and she is seen entering and exiting closets. So the painters... Um, this girl came out and looked at them and said, it's my birthday, and then disappeared. Okay, so after That's that happened. kind of crazy right there, I tell you. Yeah, I don't know what I would do if that happened to me. So yeah. after that, one <laughs> of the painters died not long after. Um, they fell off a scaffolding and then fell down a stairwell. And everyone blamed this ghost. So... Okay, um, when they were doing the electricity in the house in the 1930s, um, the electrician saw something crazy one night um, in the basement. A short man with a uh, frayed coat and a wing collar, um, small steeled rimmed glasses. Um, they, he had a big nose, and he had well-kept Big nose, Kate. Um... He would. He had a wig too, so he would look at this electricianer for a minute, and then he would take off his wig, shove it <laughs> in this guy's face, and then vanish, like legit, just like take it, shake it in his face, and then vanish. <coughs> Go ha ha in your face, in your face. And this didn't happen just once. This happened four times. Oh my God. Um. Not once, but twice, but three to four times. And they say the guy who built the uh. Dakota Cabot Clark was mad about electricity, the electrician messing with the building because he died before he got to finish his own hotel and see everything in it. Wow. So, so he, he was mad at He takes hell. off his wig and is like, ha, 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 or shoves it in it. Yeah. That's funny. So I'd like to see. That. That's what kind of ghost I'd like to do. <laughs> Just do shit like that. Yeah, I know, right? Um, and then Joe Mueller was the original. Mueller. Mueller. Was the original. Mueller. Uh, they were the original designer for the yeah. hotel when it first was built. Um, they had died in a cab right outside the hotel in 1976. This person was going to the doctor. Went, 
they said, nothing's wrong with you. On the way back from the doctor, she died. Wow. In the cab outside the hotel. That's very nice. Sounds like the doctors here in Minnow well sometimes. I know, right? Oh, it's just heartburn. Go home. Oh, it was really a heart attack. Sorry. <laughs> so basically, this ghost likes to throw um, items at workers in the basement. Wow. Like, he'll be in the basement, and like this ghost will just start throwing stuff. What a piece of shit. Um, one time a shovel came off a wall and went off at the opposite side of the room. One time a large iron came off the wall and got thrown at someone's feet. And then when they went to go lift it up, it became extremely heavy and they couldn't pick it up. Wow. Um, workers are like starting to refuse going in the basement. They're like, we're no, we're not going in there. We don't want to be attacked. <laughs> I don't want my tools thrown at me today. <laughs> um, then there's also the phantom of the Dakota or the mad slasher. The mad slasher. So this one caused so many issues in the hotel. Okay, so this ghost never hurt anyone. Really just messed with them a lot. But, um, so the elevators were put in in the 1930s. And so this ghost would wake up every day or like once, once a week and go slash and mess up the elevators. And they'd have them fixed, and then he'd do it again. Like, it was just an ongoing thing. Well, um, he, they said it looked like he was using, the person was using a knife. But there was giant slashes that was ran through the, uh, paired walls on the elevators. They were too high to be child's reach. But you had, they were so deep, so you had to be, like, really, really strong. And they didn't know who was doing it. That's redonkulous. And like I said, they were replacing it every week, and then every time it got, you know, replaced, he destroyed it more. Um, then one day, they walked into a room, and there was a huge pile of paper, and it looked like somebody was trying to start a fire. Wow. So at this point, no one starts thinking about a ghost. The residents become scared, and they're thinking that they have a murderer on their hands. Not a, a murderer. murderer. And they get suspicious of the other people, and they're like, okay. Well, so then this can of paint came falling off of, like, the top of this building, okay, and in the courtyard, um, and it ran, landed right next to a tenant. Yeah. So it, like, almost hit this person. But there was no paint painting going on or re-shaping, re, um, re, uh, not reshaping, renovating at this place at the time. So it was really weird. Aye. So then, like I said, that's when the murdering uh, thought was going around. Um, a couple residents made a secret spy club. They'd set up and they'd hide in spots around the hotel and stuff oh, like that. Man. But the only thing they found out was that a lot of the people were um, having affairs. Hmm. So that's it. Um, and the the ghost didn't really do anything else. But they hear sound. They uh, hear footsteps in one apartment. This is one guy specifically right now, though. This guy heard footsteps in his apartment. His chairs would always be pulled out from him whenever he would go sit down, and his friends and everything. Um, he gets pushed by stuff that is not there. God. And the rugs that he walks on, they'll be pulled out from underneath his feet, and nothing <laughs> will be there. That's um, man. I don't know if I can see. I don't know if hang, I could handle that. I could handle stuff moving on me, maybe a voice or something, but I couldn't handle if I seen shadow people or shit moving or pushing me or yeah. Yeah. 
Well, okay, then this guy was like, okay, let's play the Ouija board game with my kids. So he does it with his kids. But oh, I guess God. in this version, he plays it with, like, a tile game instead of, like, on a board. Yeah. So he does it like that. And he's talking to it, and he just gets the impression that he's talking to a young girl. So in the game, they got finished with it. They put it up nicely now on the shelf. A couple days later, he found three tiles in his suit pocket, and the letters were I, C, and U. Oh, God. Um, yeah. <laughs> I see you. Oh, God. I'd be like, what? Yeah. I, um, would be, I'm, yeah. sorry. I'd be, I'm out of here. Um, you can have the house, <laughs> everything. Yeah, see, that's why you people don't need to mess with that crap or mess with them boxes and all that stuff, man. Messing with stuff you don't quite understand, man. Yeah. All right. You go next, daddy. All righty. Well... I have got the Trollwood Park. I've got the Trollwood Park in uh, South Dakota, I believe. It was a performing arts school one, owned it once, but now it's just a public park that kind of sets abandoned. I mean, no one really goes there. Don't get a lot of uh, activity. And uh, people that go there at night will get the uh, feeling of being watched. Reports of women walking around a uh, willow tree by a large rock that said County Cemetery 2. Because back in the day, when people couldn't afford tombstones, they would take them by the, by the cemetery. And then they'd just write, you know, that right there, I guess, for the county cemetery i guess yeah so they do that and then once there was a property on the uh on the place until the 1940s and then it was torn down and they say it is one of the haunted one of the most haunted places in dakota and they never really did shed a whole lot on why it, is haunted. Why it was just haunted but they shed it a lot on what people feel i mean it was pretty much what you you know, hear stuff, see stuff, and so. On your yeah, a bunch of googly booglies. You know, I mean, because a lot of that, some of that land up there, you know, I mean, got taken from the Indians. There were some battles on it. I mean, a lot of this land can tell stories, and a lot of these spirits that died, or these people that died in harmful deaths, uh, you know, their spirits are stuck here, you know. Yeah. I got one more little shorty, and then that's it for me. Well, hang on. Save that one. Let me go next. All right. Fine. Always. I want to go. Hey, you know, I was sitting here reading, and you do know it's kind of a Christmas tradition that dates back a long freaking time ago is telling ghost stories on Christmas. Really? Think about it. The uh, Christmas Carol, it's a, it's a Christmas, it's a ghost story. True. Because there's three ghosts, what future, past, present. Yeah. Three ghosts that come see him, so. And then counting the fourth ghost, his best friend, that warns him. That. Yeah, it's a ghost so story. So on Christmas, we're going to sit around telling ghost stories all day long. Hey, man, that's what I'm looking up, Christmas ghost mm -hmm. stories right here. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and get started. So this is a short one, but this is called Hugging Molly's. And Abel, 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 in Alabama. So, it's always Alabama. 
So this is a 1950s style restaurant located in downtown Abbeville, Alabama. Um, since opening in 2006, they have welcomed visitors from all over because of the unite, <laughs> unique atmosphere and delicious food. So basically, the ghost stuff to this is Hugging Molly is one of Alabama's most famous ghosts. Legend is that Hugging Molly is seven foot tall, large, and dressed in all black. If she, I mean, you can see her ghost roaming the streets and late at night, um, at late night hours. If she sees you, she'll chase you down, give you a super hug, and then scream in your ear. Oh my God, a hug and then scream in your ear? Yeah, I don't Oh God, I don't know that. what's worse. Having a ghost chase you to... Yeah, hug you uh, and then scream you? in your ear? What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know what I would do in that situation. That's messed up as hell. Some of the stuff that these ghosts do. I know, right? All right, well, how about you do yours, Dad? All right, I got one more little one, and I do mean it's a small one. It's about the old armory in Wellston, uh, Well, Wellston, uh, North Dakota. <coughs> it, uh, it was built in 1915. Yeah, it was in, well, in 1985, it was added to the uh, Historical Society's, uh, uh, club. It was built in 1915. I mean, and it don't have a whole lot of history because it's been an armory, armory pretty much the whole time it's been there. That's why it was built there. And there really hasn't been any reports of people dying in there. But they say that people have been reporting seeing, um, oh, the mannequins. I guess there's mannequins there. Sometimes they'll move on their own. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then uh, they'll he'll p hear people whispering, and there's a ghost of a soldier that guards the basement. No. Yeah. <laughs> that, what would get me is the mannequins moving on their own, man. Just think, it's a late night, and you're on duty to... Just sitting there. On duty, you know, doing security, and then fucking things are moving. Every time you go in, you... Here's what would be creepy is if you know you're the only one in the building, and every time you walk by, they're in a different position. Yeah, that would creep me out. That's um, when I'd be like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I, I'm out. Yeah, no, I don't blame and you. See, that's what used, I used to hate when I was working in the oil field because that was part of my job too. Yeah. Was uh, security late at night. Just kind of walk around and make sure no one's been trying to sneak on the property and stuff. And I, Oh, God, I used to hate that. And then that too, when I worked late at night at Antelope on second shift, we'd be out there. I had to get on the forklift and walk around and check on stuff, make sure no one's coming in or you know i was kind of had to do security then too and it's like damn kind of scary when you're out there i'll be you lonesome well i scare myself because i love watching scary movies and uh i uh you know scare myself when i do that <laughs> yeah i feel that all right well i'm gonna go ahead and go this is about um deer island in mississippi oh mississippi so this is a 400 acre land uh island place it's home to 10 types of endangered species and at least two of the state's most mysterious entities okay so um most both ghost documented oh my gosh both ghost documented uh cases for the um okay let me rephrase <laughs> i'm i don't want to read this one forward for because it's gonna confuse me and you um 
Okay, so basically, there was an article, and it explained all this. The article uh, said that two fishermen were planning to stay in the night on this island overnight. Um, while sitting around the campsite, they started hearing a lot of moving around in the bushes outside. This They were going to ignore it because they thought it was a hog, and it, they were just going to ignore it. Well, the sound grew louder, and so they decided to investigate it. They came face-to-face with the headless skeleton, and the skeleton chased them. They were scared, uh. and they ran from the boat, and they left all their equipment behind. So, and this is about the headless skeleton. The history on him is that a pirate, uh, he was a pirate who met his demise when he volunteered to guard the loot that he and his fellow pirate pirate mates uh, buried. Well, the captain had his head chopped off and the body thrown in the bushes. Damn. Yeah, so that happened. Um, Several fishermen have came into contact with him. They each have like the almost the same thing, like it chases them away. With his headless self, um, supernatural. There's a supernatural blue light, and they think it's firewater ghost. Um, it. I mean, there's not really anything else. Um, because they see that light before there was electricity. Yeah. How long that light has been around, so they don't really know what it is. I think it's like a ghostly guard. Oh my god. But they're not. Again, they're not really positive. So, but yeah, I was. Heard about the freaking headless skeleton. I was like, what? That is creepy. A headless skeleton. Skeleton. Could you imagine that thing chasing you? No, I don't know what I'd do. <coughs> yeah. Be like, what's going on? All right, everybody. Well, I hope you guys enjoy these episodes. This is um, the second week of December. Man, it's hard to believe, guys. Can you believe New Year's is around the damn corner? I hope and pray everybody has a good year and has had a good year. Iris has been wonderful. We have not expected for this to take off like it has been. And for the limited publicity we do on it, we just can't believe how we're growing every month. Oh, I know. Of course, you know, last month, you know, it's a given. It's Halloween. That's what our podcast is based on, ghost stories. We figured we'd get a lot of downloads that month with Halloween, but... We're still going to get around our normal mark of 150 or more every month. And that's pretty awesome for some two country bumpkins doing a podcast in the middle of nowhere. And there's actually people that want to hear us and like our stories. It's awesome. and We, I mean, love, we love it, it. man. So thank you guys for everything. and uh, Don't just... forget to uh, check us out on Stitcher, Spotify, all the good stuff, uh, Podbean, Patreon, YouTube. I'll eventually have it all on our socials. Just so uh, you guys We all on Facebook. We all on, are on Twitter, Instagram. Look us up. Our, uh, check out our uh, YouTube. Our uh, Email. Email. Tell email them. is ghost stories told from the south at gmail.com. Well, I hope you guys have a very winterful uh, holiday season. And, and I'll if see you've you been guys listening next to the, week. To this, you've been listening to Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LeBooth, and this is my co host, Alexi LeBooth. We'll see you later, you cool cats. Bye.